0: hey 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 you have tuned in to hope speaks episode five and this is isha montgomery i'm so happy to be here with you and i'm sorry about last time i said that was episode five that wasn't it i think that was four it turns out this is five my bad um so i'm so happy to be here with y'all um it's been a lot going on a lot happening right now i'm living in chicago so it just lets know that the mandate's about to go into effect soon um where you can't go to restaurants, um, health centers. Um, I believe like a, in terms of, I mean, like a, like a gym type, (laughs) um, or, um, things along those guidelines, entertainment venues, unless you're vaccinated. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of disappointment in the air right now in the city. I can't even lie. I, I, um, I kind of see now this this uh class system being created amongst the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. It already existed among the rich and the poor and the middle class, but now we're seeing um that if people are unvaccinated, they're being treated like um almost like vermin. You know, it's and it's sad. It's sad and it's disgusting. And I think that it should be more important that we make sure that everyone's getting negative COVID tests, because even vaccinated people can carry it as well as unvaccinated so it's just kind of unfortunate that we're not seeing stuff that's really based upon real health measures it seems like it's just based upon an alienation of those who have not complied with the vaccinations um but with that being said you know this is just this is just another level what the pandemic's doing to personal liberties and i think that that's unfortunate You know, you would like to believe that the people that you vote to office care about their citizens and care about the fact that they're able to make decisions that benefit them and their family. Um, But it's okay because at the end of the day, everyone has to, everybody has to carry their own cross, you know. Everybody has to deserve, everybody has to like decide what they're willing to do, what they're not willing to do. And it just, it's kind of interesting seeing um, seeing kind of like the shakedown of the unvaccinated is a very, very interesting concept. And it's sad. I, I think it's sad I'm just watching this in real time. I didn't think it was going to hit Chicago. I mean, I knew it was going to hit Chicago, but I didn't think it was going to hit Chicago so quick. So, But I knew as soon as uh, Lori Life and them got quiet, they got a little too hush-hush. I was like, mm, they're about to put that mandate in place. But that's another story in itself. So I... <laughs> I wanted to read you a poem I actually wrote on my blog today, black and It's called Unpopular Opinion. Give me the truth. One thing I learned about lying is the upkeep cost is too high because you have to lie again to maintain a lie. So tell me the truth. Even if it curls your upper lip and brings salty disappointment to trusting eyes, I can't live in the dark, unaware of the light, always wondering why the story didn't make sense, sensing the inconsistencies in my mind, knowing that I'm being deceived by a fallacy that is wasting my precious time, so tell me the truth. I triple dog dare you to be honest, to be the opposite of mainstream news. And tell me the unpopular reality, minus the saxophone blues. Give me the meat with the bones. Leave no stone unturned in its deliverance. Either way, it goes down like bitter medicine. The hardest part is admitting to its sour taste. Accepting it comes with time. But even if it desolates the life I believed to be fine. I would like to hear it all the same because you can't have the sunshine without a little rain. Thank you so much for listening. And again, that that name of that poem was unpopular truth. I'm sorry. Unpopular reality. (laughs) I got a little tongue tied. So um, moving forward, moving forward, I am happy that 2021 is coming to an end. I think it's time for new things, better things, pretty things. Um. With that being said, I think, Annie, Ani, please, I'm sorry. That's my dog. I love him being here, but then he started making noise. I apologize for that. I Annie, mean, Ani, stop looking the bed. Just give it a second. Give it two point five seconds, please. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. Um Thank you, you're the best. Um, so back to this poetry. I feel like lately I've encountering I've been encountering a lot of people who have um this one frame of mind, right, for how they believe things should be. So that's that's all they can accept, you know. Um I don't know. I don't know when being an artist meant that your art had to be quantified by a type of mood or setting always. But I'm not one of those type of people. I mean, sometimes I write really happy stuff. Sometimes I write sad stuff. Sometimes I just write not even sad or happy, just stuff that's more of an introspective thought, you know, or introspective poetry. Sometimes I do a little bit creative writing without even writing about um, in in a poetic style or even in an inspirational style. Um, I like to I like to write about a lot of things though especially as a poet. I would never just limit myself to the sweet kind of poetry or the dainty poetry. Although I do see the beauty in all kinds of poetry. I just don't want to only allow myself to exist in one spectrum of writing when it comes to poetry. That doesn't that doesn't do me or, or the art any favors. Personally, right? Although I think it's awesome to stick to a theme if that's what you're working on. So, um, I was selling stuff in Evanston. Like I had a little, um, I had a little selling table and I was selling books and mugs and jewelry. And I can be honest when I tell you that I was getting some, some interesting opinions, you know, like someone walked by my table and she said, and she said it casually as though I was supposed to be cool with it. Um, she appeared to be a, uh, she, she appeared to be a um she, she was a white woman uh I, I i can only guess or assume she was in her 40s but she looked at me and she said um oh you people are so creative and i looked around and people next to me were black <laughs> so when she said you people i was like um mm, very suspect but at the same time she came around she bought something so it's easier to forgive people when they sell into your business. You understand what I'm saying? I'm like, mm, yeah, because her English was coming off a little spotty there. Like, who was you people? Sweetie, stop. But uh, <laughs> I greatly appreciated her <laughs> stating her opinions because I, I, I would rather hear what people think than make assertions or assumptions about what they really think. Because I'm like. I've always been creative, but I never felt like that was part of me being African-American in no sense. I just felt like I was creative because I'm creative. Or, or maybe that's just because I like to create stuff. I don't know. I get bored easy, too. But I wanted to read you a poem about um and talk to you a little bit about experience I had when I was there. I also posted this on my blog, like 20-something. So the name of this is Poets Are Not a Monolith, You. Earlier this month, I stood in front of my table, selling poetry books, mugs, handmade fabrics, and jewelry. A tall fellow comes by and begins to thumb the pages in one of the books. With a slight grin he says, I thought poetry is supposed to be sweet. I replied, No. I like to write realistic poetry that takes on a life of its own. Though some poems can be sweet. He then puts down the book, and scampers off as his boombox plays a sweet melody from the 80s. My poetic response to this situation is as follows. It's titled, You. Poetry can be whatever you want it to be, but poets are not a monolith. We all create according to our artistic voice. No one poet is alike. We are a snake cuddling up for warmth, but still willing and able to bite. We are the sun beaming in the day. We are the hanging moon reflecting the pale light. Sometimes poetry is like a seductive bouquet of assorted roses. Though beautiful, the thorns are painful to the touch. We close the distance between near and far for the sake of closeness. Inch closer to my words. I need your ears so my dreams can give birth, your eyes so my words can come to life, but even your criticism too, because poetry is a conversation happening within you. Thank you. Again, the name of that is You. I really like that one. I don't know why either. I just enjoy that one for some reason. Um. Yeah. So lately, lately, it's just, it's just, it's been an interesting time in my life. I think it's been um a time of um hurdles, but also a time of great expansion and learning. I never thought I could create or do some of the things I I've been able to do lately. But I'm glad to know that I'm that I'm capable and that Jesus Christ is by my side as I learn who I am and who I will be in the future or who I'm or who I'm growing into being, you know. Because lately, since my dad died, I've been feeling some kind of way about everything. You know, my heart's been hurt. There's times when it feels like like it's almost breaking in two, you know, like sometimes I feel like my poetry, my creative outlets, um, the time I spend in church worshiping God, fasting. Sometimes I feel like those are the only things that get me through today. You know, if it's not for my good, then I don't want it, you know? And if it's not, if it's not something that's positive, I don't want it. And if it's not something that I can be, that I can, you know, be proud of or talk to my family about, I'm not going to do it. You know, I just don't want to, I just don't want to live like that. You know, I just don't want to live in any kind of way. Um, yeah, I I've been having to dedicate a lot more time to just making sure that not only that I'm nourishing my body in terms of food, but that I'm spiritually nourishing myself because man is mind, body, and spirit. And if I don't if I don't go to God and spend time praying, um, to spend time with Jesus, sometimes it feels like the day is just harder to to get through, you know, without that type of support nowadays. For, for me personally, I'm just speaking for me. You know, everybody has to choose their own path really in this life. And for me, that's the path I've chosen thus far. So, oh, and, and what else I want to say? I want to talk about kind of like the challenge that's coming for. For families, um, also, uh, with this mandate, because with this mandate, they're saying that it's going to be applying to children five and up, you know, so right now is a, it, it, it's an interesting time to be in Chicago. I think it's an interesting time to be alive in general. I would never think I would see mandates going across this nation for vaccine shots to this degree, you know, especially with a recently created vaccine, um, Something that's been created within the last two years. But, you know, I, I just think that it's, it's, it's good that everyone's at least committed to figuring out how to solve this thing. But I don't think there's one method to treatment. I don't think there's one method to, to be okay or happy or healthy. But that's just me, though. Um, let me read you something else I wrote. So the name of this is Thoughts. Leaky truth. So, so this is one of my thoughts. And this is on my blog as well. There is a point of no return. When the rubber meets the road. And the truth seeps out like oil in a leaky container. We try to reverse the truth we have come to know, but it remains the same. So we accept the changes to our perception in hopes of becoming more compassionate than we were yesterday. Thank you again. And the name of that is Leaky Truth. Yeah, so I just wanted to run that by y'all. Hope you like that. It's a little thing, but it's a goodie. I truly feel that way. <laughs> but then, yeah, I could just be biased because... It is my work at the end of the day. So, hopefully, I'm not too biased. So, I want to read you another poem. I wrote this and posted this on my blog today, actually, earlier today. I was about to say yesterday. I'm sorry, today is our running together. So, the name of this poem is Quick Fix. There is no quick fix to a difficult solution. You must pray your way out, work your way out, dig your way out, shout your way out. (laughs) Overcoming adversity is not for the faint of heart. It is for the strong of spirit. It is for the tender yet emboldened soul. Found in the valley that dipped from high to low. It is the narrow way taken by those who persevere breaking past doubt, removing the boulders of fear, understanding that nothing worth having comes quick or easy. Thank you for listening. Again, the name of that poem is Quick Fix. All righty, so yeah, it's been an interesting year. I'm just excited because I feel like next year is gonna bring new things and new things are good. Sometimes when you're in one year for too long, it just it just feels like that year just keeps on going and just going. Maybe I don't know, maybe that's cause last year wasn't that hot. I could be I could be a little biased, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably a little biased for all I know at this point. So I leave that alone. But in truth though, this year has been it's been, it's, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a very difficult year to deal with. When you look up and you realize you're still in the house, even when you leave the house, it can be a hard reality to deal with. But with that being said, I know last time, I, I read a pretty, pretty damning poem that uh, astral World Thoughts Accountable," and I think that as of recently, it's like people don't want to be. It's like people want to make this rash decisions without being held accountable. Sometimes, like even with leadership in this country, um, with people who are. whose careers are built on tax dollars with people who have fan bases who buy and support your things you know with with people who are are leaders to some degree because even if you don't see a celebrity as a leader when they have following that large they're leading somebody if they have followings that large and it's like where are people being led to destruction that concert was literally a night of hell you know it, it seems like ever since this pandemic went down. The lines between good and evil for many people are less clear. You know, it seems like, like you never really know how many people are drinking the Kool-Aid until you realize that they've drunk the Kool-Aid. You know, and and, and it's unfortunate that I'm having to say that, you know. Because I always felt as though there were enough of people. I always felt as though there's enough people aware of what can happen when um When, when when morality has dipped to an all-time low. You know, it's like, when you go outside nowadays, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, some, I, I pray before I go outside. I pray in the house. I pray everywhere. Because I don't want to be nowhere where God don't want me to be. Okay? These streets are real and baby bullets ain't got no name on them. It's dangerous out here. Everywhere. Everywhere is dangerous. And it's unfortunate. You know, where you can't feel safe anywhere anymore. And I don't think it's so much about feeling safe as in you never know what people are going to do. People are on the edge. They're tense. They're angry. They're upset. They're frustrated. And rightfully so. I mean, you should never have to spend most of your time in the house for two years. That's that's a lot for anyone to deal with. But now it's getting to a point where it just feels like society is just, I would say, to a larger degree, cr- crumbling. And I'm not crumbling. I'm holding strong, but it does feel like our modern society as a whole is just a is going through, I think, a transition into, um, I would say a state of depravity, almost, just a state of um, um great inequity. I mean, there's always been levels of inequity. Even this country itself was founded upon a whole bunch of. Oppression, just in terms of the enslavement of of Africans, and what's unfortunate is, it seems like people forget what can happen when too much power, when too much power is utilized by the is given to the elites. You know, like just to be frank, when when a small group of people have too much power, horrible things happen you know don't give up your right to stand up for yourself you know to 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 go out there and hold your head up high no matter you know knowing that no matter what happens you have a sense of self you know who you are in these streets you know it's getting so real out here i might have to start closing out these um these little uh talks with with a bible verse i'm going to have to do that because i i just want to know that you know i did all i could like for real for I want to know I did all I could you know I want to know I was honest and true I you know I want to know that you know that you feel like you're getting something out of this even if it doesn't feel like it at first even if you had to leave me for a couple months like Isha's tripping I don't want to hear her I don't want to listen to her that's fine but just know that if you need me I'll be right here recording podcasts waiting for you to come back I'm just kidding but seriously though like I ain't got nothing else to do. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that. So, recently I was in a chapter. Job. I'm not going to be reading you Job. Because Job is. Job is. Mm, every time I read Job, I get emotional. I get so emotional. But well, I'm going to read y'all Acts. 18, 9, and 10. Just a second. Let me get over sweat in my Bible. Okay. So Acts 18, 9, and 10. Then spank the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. Verse 10, for I am with thee and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee for I have much people in this city. Verse 11, and he continued there a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. And I just decided to go on to verse 11 because I liked it. But, um, yeah, man, I've been needing something to hold on to lately. I've been holding on to Jesus and the word. I, you know, whew, this is getting real out there. Man, these demons out here walking in broad day. <laughs> it's a hot mess nowadays. When I heard the tr- a, a truck fell off the highway onto the overpass, I was like, that's Crazy. You know, it's been a lot of stuff happening lately. And it's unfortunate that so many people are just kind of struggling to survive. And they feel like there's no hope or no one's coming. I want to let them know, baby, Jesus will come for you if you call. I know he came for me. He he still keep on. He still keep on rescuing me out of danger. Every time I think I'm alone, I realize I'm not alone because he is here and he comforts me. He's a great comforter, a great healer. He's a great friend. I just, I just want to give Jesus a shout out. What's up, Jesus? It's Isha. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, though, um, I want to read you another poem. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, y'all. I'll be, I'm, ooh, i I sometimes laugh at myself. I want to read y'all another poem. The name of this poem is "Till It's Over." Lean on the Lord, put tired arms on a willing shoulder because I don't have the strength to carry you over the threshold. Some voyages we take without a crew, devoid of a compass to guide. The wind blows through the sails of your boat, feeling isolated but rarely alone, because only you can travel there. When you arrive to the island of your rebirth, take your courage with you. Transformation isn't easy living off the land isn't simple shielding yourself from the elements is a struggle but the reward is well worth the wait put your ear to the bottom of the coach cell and hear the breath of the ocean pulsating through an open ending the sound it creates will last longer than the life of the snail that inhabited it, letting you know that it's not over till it's over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, the name of that poem is Till It's Over. Yay. Um, I'm going to read y'all another short poem just because... Well, time's ticking down, and I just wanna give y'all a little something because I was talking to y'all about how my dad passed. So, the name of this poem is Dad's Compass. You taught me how to get back up, how to dust off the dirt and keep on walking, how to taste bitter tears but keep on talking. You taught me how to survive, how to undress how to address the hurt inside and stay alive how to move in a room full of sharks and thrive you showed me how to keep warm when the wind blew like jack frost how to follow the narrow path and get on track when i get lost be all because you gave me a compass thank you again the name of that poem is dad's compass i always get a little choked up talking about my dad so and I think it's because him passing is still recent. Like I had my daddy for decades, you know. That was my daddy. You know, that was he was the biggest, one of the biggest parts of my heart. And um I wanna send a shout out to Mac. I know you in heaven doing your thing, and you know, I miss you. I miss you so much. Um and when when whenever, however many decades upon decades upon decades, when my time come and God called me at home and he said my name is in the book of life, i see you again, my friend. I will see you again. Yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. I want to thank you for tuning in with me. I just want to send a shout out to anyone who's lost loved ones anyone who's been through some horrible pain this year in 2021, anyone who felt the cold indifference of racial intolerance, anyone who felt the cold indifference of bigotry and of classism, anyone who's had to fight through the gulf of not knowing when tomorrow the sun will shine, I want to tell you that God put a rainbow in the sky, and I love you, and I'm here. Till next time, this is Isha Montgomery with Hope Speaks. Bye.